Hello, I'm Stefan. And I'm Meryl. And, and welcome, welcome to Cutie and the Geek. Geek. So welcome to Cutie and the Geek, a podcast by fans for fans. Uh, this is Stefan Chrysostomou and I'm joined by... Meryl Narona. We are two people who um, are fans of pretty much, what would you say, anything... Anything geek chic. Anything geek chic. So the idea behind this podcast is that Meryl and I will uh, chat uh, each episode about one particular thing that we enjoy, something from pop culture. Uh, it could be... It could be our mutual love of The Simpsons, Marvel movies, comic books, video games. Yeah, and all of the above, and other things that come to us too. Uh, the idea behind this is it's just uh, us two sitting down. Uh, full disclosure, we are a couple. Uh, in fact, we're uh, engaged and due to be married in a few months' time. Um, I'm a big consumer of podcasts. I listen to dozens of podcasts regularly. Um, Mel, you not so much. I am not. However, I did dabble in a little student radio back when I was 16. So I'm hoping that, much like Fraser's fans, you'll be listening. And we hope that our whole audience will be listening to us as we wax lyrical now about, and she's given the game away, uh, one of our favourite sitcoms, Frasier. Now... When do you remember liking Frasier? For as long as I can remember, I was watching Frasier as a child. Now, I definitely was too young when Frasier was out. Um, my father was a great fan of the show, and it was definitely um, a sitcom that I didn't understand the jokes when I was growing up, but looking back, I um, really loved the characters and episodes and can appreciate it as an adult. And uh, for me, I don't think I caught on to Frasier as um, as soon as you did, because you were watching it as it was airing. Mm-hmm, back uh, we in should, the 90s. Absolutely. And we should say um, uh, we are both uh, British-born, we're in the UK, and so we were watching on Channel 4. Uh, I can't remember what network it aired on in the States. Uh, not that it particularly matters. I, I assume... Comedy Central. Oh no, I don't. I think I think. Um, is Comedy Central a really new channel? Well, I think it's a cable channel, and I okay. think I think um, it was network television over in. I don't know if it was ABC or oh, okay. uh, or some, well, something along no those idea. lines. But um, but over here it was uh, aired on Channel Four, and uh, but I missed it. I wasn't um, watching it when it came out. Uh, I I mean, you'd occasionally catch an episode, and I distinctly remember watching one episode. Um, it was just sort of on when I was round my brother's place because uh, I knew. Well, it turns out he he and his um, then girlfriend, now wife, um, are fans. But uh, I just remember, oh, this is the sitcom with the dog. I think that's what a lot of people think of if they don't really know Frasier. But we know that unlike pretty much any other sitcom I can think of, the the sort of the pet is. A key part, in a way, of of the of the cast, like Salem was to Sabrina. I'm sure Eddie true, won the hearts of the British public. Yeah, no, you're right. And actually, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, Salem, I think, in many ways, was the best thing about Sabrina. Uh, but that's but you know, perhaps we'll talk about Sabrina one time. Fortunately for Frasier, Eddie was a great part of it, but not the only fantastic part of this wonderful sitcom. Absolutely, it was a truly. Um, I mean, they they would say it was the cleverest show on television. 
and uh, and I think actually that's certainly true. Its its form of humour didn't, uh, you know, it, it it didn't pull any punches with being a sort of more erudite, more sophisticated show. Uh, which makes us sound like snobs when we decide <laughs> that we're choosing this one to, to talk about for the very first time. But uh, I mean, it had all the sort of standard sitcom tropes. It had the sort of, you know, uh, love-lorn romance, you know, oh, yeah. the will-they-won't-they. Which, they? Uh, which mm. you know, was the first real love arc that I think I, I really remember of... I, I don't want to say unrequited, but the one-sided that you see and tracking that for season after season in hopes and you know as we go into some of our favorite episodes I think a lot of the Niles and Daphne uh, relationship is was so cleverly executed and I think they led the public on I feel like saying led on is not even the right <laughs> phrase but you know well, they, they, they captured us, the yeah, public's they attention definitely they, they had us mm. hanging on for their every every move and I think they did it really well timing wise I think um, we probably can't talk about Frasier too much without first, you know, acknowledging the fact that it's a spin-off. Mm. Um, you know, probably one of the most successful spin-offs, um, you know, in, in the sort of history of trying yes. to successfully spin-off a, a, a sort of supporting character into their own show. You know, historically, this doesn't meet with anywhere near the success no. I mean, that Frasier did. Of- some of those really unsuccessful spin-offs. There was Joey from Friends, which is just unmentionable. There were, the, there were I mean, didn't Happy Days have sort of like three or four spin-offs? Yes, you know, Joey loves, loves Charchi, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy was good though. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I've never watched it actually, and and it's almost a cheat to call it a spin-off of Happy Days because the character of Mork like, appeared, appeared in once. One episode, yeah. Um, and you know, Happy Days again. Uh, Mork the alien uh, is established mm. to be a real. I think in the Happy Days episode, he's part of somebody's imagination. But I want to say the Fonz. I, I think it I may well have been. To know. No, 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 no. Well, let's 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 talk. Uh, well, I was going to say let's talk about what we know, but actually, I don't know um, Cheers particularly well. I'm a fan. No, I mean it's a place where everybody knows your name. I do not know every character's name, but I do <laughs> know that when this was, and I believe Cheers was also on Channel Four growing up. It would have, I, I think you're probably right, but um, I mean, it's a much, and you can tell when you watch it, it's a much older show. Mm, definitely. Uh, you know, it, it, it looks, <sighs> dated sounds like a criticism, and it's mm-hmm. not, actually. I, I think, I, you know, from what I have seen, uh, I, it is a good sitcom. Uh, but you can tell that it was made, you know, a, I don't know, a decade earlier, something like that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I think that. If I if I can picture the characters around that iconic bar, and I had to pick one to make a sitcom about a spin-off that would last eleven seasons, I don't think Frasier would have been the character that I would immediately go to. Mm. And yet, this character worked so well. Yes, I mean he was. Uh, I think the character of Frasier came into season. I think say season three of Cheers. Uh, I, I don't know for certain. Um, but you know, quickly did become a fan favorite enough to uh, to do a spin off, and we see a quite different Frasier um, in Frasier as opposed to in Cheers. I mean, the Frasier of Frasier would almost you get the feeling he 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 ne- exactly like he'd never be caught dead in a in a essentially a sports bar run by a you know mm. former big league star. Um, in fact, what we kind of have in, in Frasier is um, uh, a character who's, who's, you know, 
sort of blustery and a sort of lovable um, curmudgeon in, in some... Well, actually, no, I, I take that back. The lovable curmudgeon is, is, is obviously Martin. Um, but you have Fraser, and then you have the sort of the alter Fraser, who, you know, takes Fraser's fussiness and um, neuroses and, you know, turns it up to 11 in the form of his brother Niles. I know, and I, what a bold move to go with. Two characters who are so similar... Um, how often in sitcoms do we see um, if there is a character who's of a geeky persuasion like Frasier, the complete opposite in their sibling, popular, good-looking, athletic, good mm. at sports. Um, athletic and good at sports, probably the same thing there. <laughs> but... but, I mean, actually, I, I don't know if you know this, but I remember reading about it, and, and the, the, I, the original idea was to have a complete opposite for the brother, a chalk and cheese, and have them, uh, you know, the sort of playing off uh, yeah. the sort of the alternative, the opposites. Um, uh, and then I don't know what came first, the, the the sort of, you know, the sort of imagining of David Hyde Pierce in the role of Niles and then they changed the character or whether they, they decided to change the character and then um, thought, oh, we, you know, David Hyde Pierce is the perfect actor. Um, everyone I feel in the show perfectly cast. Oh, I, I, I think so, I definitely. can't imagine. You hear about people who turn down roles... Uh, on Frasier to be a part of other popular sitcoms. I believe Lisa Kudrow uh, well, that, yeah, uh, that's... turned down Roz to take on the role of Phoebe Buffay in Friends. That's right. And I, I can't imagine... I am forever her... grateful. <laughs> I can't imagine her not being Phoebe, um, but also... I can't, I can't imagine, imagine her being Roz. Roz. No, I can't imagine no, a No, Perry Roz. Gilpin was, uh, was, was great. So, I mean, obviously we have uh, Kelsey Grammer as the one and only Frasier Crane, Dr. Frasier Crane, as he would, um, you know, make sure we were at pains to get correct. Uh, David Hyde Pierce as Dr. Niles Crane, um, the late, great John Mahoney I know, um, as, um, as, as their father, Martin Crane. Um, only, such a tragic loss. Oh, gosh. I mean, um, at, at the time of recording, um, he died less than a month ago. And actually, um, it was his passing that sort of, you know, as I think for many of us, it, uh, you know, sort of brought old, old fans of Frasier, you know, we we dug out our DVDs and, you know, sort of, you know, went trip down memory lane because although it is, it's still repeated, um, you know, it's, it's shown in syndication on British, on television, Channel 4 every, every, every morning, morning. Um, you know, for, for you and I both who are at work and, and it's, uh, but it's a case of catching that show again and, and reminding ourselves how good it was after, after, um, John's passing so obviously John Mahoney is as Martin Crane who who's very different to his two sons in you know lots of a lot of ways but then and in that respect we do get that element of chalk and cheese definitely from, from his character yeah no that's right and I mean he's a character in fact all of the characters do um develop and you know they don't start they don't end the show as they started it yes uh, actually, I, I just um, the last episode I watched, um, which I did manage to catch on television because it was a day I wasn't working, was the finale. And you see how all of those principal characters have had their lives over the last 11 years um, made uh, greater, um, really, by, by sort of by, by Frazier's return to Seattle from Boston and the things that through his coming back, you know, you think about. Uh, on spoilers, by the way, if, if, if anyone's listening to this and uh, doesn't know how things work out, uh, you are you have been warned. Um, the sort of will they, won't they of Niles and Daphne. You know, when we start the show, 
Niles is in a what quickly um, what what the viewer quickly discovers to be a quite unhealthy marriage mm. to the the uh, legendary Maris the legendary Maris Crane who you know that's um, actually probably a bit of research I should have done before we went to where but what's the name of the actress who plays Maris <laughs> what is the name of the actress who plays Maris indeed uh, one of the um, great long running gags uh, on on Frasier which I believe is, is uh, inspired by a similar thing they had with uh, Norm's oft-mentioned, ne'er-seen uh, wife, Vera, in Cheers. Um, Maris Crane is, of course, an unseen character. And, um, again, I believe in my research that they initially had plans to eventually cast her, um, but they'd made so many jokes about Maris um, throughout the first few seasons that... Um, they would never be able to find no. a human being who could actually be that character. Uh, she's, um, gosh, she's described as, uh, I mean, she, 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 you know, she has, she's sort of so thin and so. I remember there's 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 a there's a quote. Um, we don't see the number, of course, uh, but uh, when Niles is is actually uh, with with Fraser, they're breaking back into the house that Niles and Maris had lived in during their separation. And uh, and Niall says, "Oh, um, I, I, I know the I know the uh, pass passcode for the alarm." And Frasier says, "Oh, what if she's changed it? Oh, oh, uh, she never changed this. It's what she weighed uh, at her debutante ball: this many pounds and this many ounces." And Frasier says, "Good God, no one could weigh that much and live." <laughs> uh, just you know, this this most underweight, shriveled, cold. Um, manipulative. manipulative high society girl you know that's the thing you know uh, Niles has his uh, that by the way was our, our doggy um, dropping his toy on the floor um, Niles was um, obviously a, a, an eminent psychiatrist in his own right but really he owed his entire uh, social circle his entire sort of um, entity to the fact that he'd married this socialite and uh, it's, there's some very moving episodes, once they do part ways, of, of Niles being completely frozen out by every community that he's a part mm. of, uh, except for his brother. Um, uh, yeah, so, so Maris is, a, is also a never-seen character, but often referred to uh, in very humorous ways uh, in, in her absence, and always explanations as to why she's never at any of the social functions or the family functions. Um, let me talk a little bit about... about the differences between Frasier and Niles. I mean, I, I think they say Niles is Frasier if Frasier had never moved to Boston. I, yes. I quite like that idea. Yeah. You know, if, if Frasier hadn't been sort of loosened up and roughened up a little by Cliff and Norm and Woody and, and um, uh, Sam, uh, then, um, then he would probably have been as fussy and fastidious as Niles. Oh, certainly. And I think he takes all of the characteristics that we love of Frasier and just amplifies them. Everything from taking out a handkerchief and putting it down before he touches anything. Um, he is... I, I think... We, we've always established... Niles was my favourite character. I was actually... Uh, let's, let's move on to that, actually, because I was going to ask, you know, who... You know, favourite characters. Um, I think it has to be Niles. And it seems so crazy when the show is... You know, the characters all centrally revolved, 
um, revolving around the character of Frasier and because of their similarities. But I think um, what makes Niles so endearing as a character is that element of, you know, we, we sympathise with him in this marriage with Maris um, as his everything from his mannerisms whenever Daphne would walk into the room in those early seasons. Um, Surreptitiously so smelling of her hair oh, behind her back. and, and Absolute it. classic humour. Um, and, and it's just that that really captures um, them as a, the central couple of the show, um, but also just to him as a character. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very hard for me to choose between Frasier and Niles because I think in many ways Niles is... Uh, Niles is given the best jokes, the best writing, yeah. um, and there's that wonderful... Uh, um, scene in in the um, the episode three Valentines I think it's called and it's um, it's all silence for Niles so he's he's you know ironing his clothes preparing for a date and and various things go awry uh, but there's not a, a word of dialogue in that um, five or six minute segment and uh, and that was sort of um, you know it shows his his physical um, you know acting uh, sort of farcical acting abilities as well. Um, Frasier was interesting in that it, the way it did its scene transitions with those title cards um, in between each scene which again was uh, uh, it, it, a way to slip in sort of quite highbrow um, subtle jokes uh, in a way that you probably couldn't get in dialogue uh, but one could sort of, sort of chuckle uh, along to what would you say is your favourite episode? This is a real tough one, and I think, um, nodding back to my love of, of Niles and Daphne, I think uh, my favourite episodes will will revolve around these characters. Um, Moondance is always a standout mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Remind us of Moondance. Moondance is an episode where Niles and Daphne become uh, dancing partners. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a moment where, you know, we see Daphne's a phenomenal dancer. Um, She's been teaching Niles to dance the whole episode, hasn't she? And uh, they just light up the floor. And in the moment of performance... Uh, we feel as an audience for the first time that Niles actually tells Daphne how he truly feels about her and uh, it bears his soul. And after the dance, uh, we realise that Daphne believes that he was in character um, all the while. So his secret... Try, is trying to make all the other society people attending that ball jealous um, because they're all sort of saying, oh, we heard about you and Maris. Oh, we're so sorry for you in that very sort of snide crocodile tears sort of way um so 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 daphne's putting on the act because they kiss i think don't they are they I'm, i think they do um um another favorite um the dish ran away with the spoon and i think this was the moment for me that everything changed in the show we were so used to for about six seasons uh yes i think so yeah six seasons in um what this is the finale of the sixth season i think yes mm. um niles hopelessly uh in love with daphne and then marrying mel on what felt like quite a whim yes the character of mel um you know who's around for for just that season 
uh, as uh, Niles's second wife after after um, I think I think the explanation uh, Mel <laughs> Mel was Maris's plastic surgeon, so you could imagine uh, the sort of uh, work she'd been doing, and they. Um, Niles and Mel have a whirlwind romance uh, and they end up um, eloping to Vegas and getting married, which happens off screen. But uh, um, And at this point in the show, Daphne is with Donnie, who coincidentally yeah. uh, was dealing with the divorce of... of... Of of Niles and Maris, that's right, yes. And that's how he um, got to know, uh, got to meet Daphne. And, you know, I think at this point... Certainly Donnie, but even Mel are very likable characters. I would say Donnie is definitely likable. I don't I don't I think I think Mel we have some sympathy for, but she she's not you know, we're not endeared to her we're as an audience the way her, that we are with Donnie, because he is such a nice we man. We certainly feel sympathy for her. Um and she made Nart happy. Yeah. Do, do you, I don't know, do you think that he would have been happy with with Mel? She made Niles happy. Um, but I think as an audience, we... I think if Martin and Frasier were as welcoming of her into the family, um, we as an audience would be of their relationship as well. I think the questions that they ask Niles about the hastiness of his decision mm. leads us to think that this isn't it for Niles. Um, and of course, as an audience, we are rooting for... Niles and Daphne to get together and however inevitable it may seem at that point we are holding on to any kind of false hope that the show writers will give us. It's true but they don't make it easy for us because they bring in this character of Donnie who is um, so lovable uh, that we we find ourselves almost feeling guilty for rooting for uh, Niles and Daphne. I mean we've been rooting for them for you know the best part of six years and finally it's sort of you know, we're, we're, we're almost, on the one hand, glad that they seem to be heading to, to the direction of being together. Uh, on the other hand, you know, Niles has married Mel, and, you know, even though Mel not, might not be the most lovable of characters, we don't feel it's fair for her mm. to be um, jilted. Um, and then... Um, and I feel like the show really proposes... Uh, a classic sitcom dilemma which I think was perfectly executed in this show often often attempted to be replicated but never quite Mm -hmm. executed in the right way Um, of the do I tell Daphne about my feelings and potentially well essentially ruin my marriage and break up a potential marriage on the nights before her wedding um risk it all for the chance that she might love me back and that even if she loves me back we could have a go and make this work and we might break up one day and it might not be successful yeah, yeah. um or do and you know effectively ruin our friendship mm-hmm. um or do i keep this to myself and i think the dilemma that niles goes through is perfectly Amplified by the dilemma that Fraser goes through when he feels he has the information, yeah. And do I tell my brother or do I do I meddle it, well, in, in classic uh, Fraser? Yeah, this is not the first time and it isn't the last time that <laughs> Fraser's trying to decide whether to get involved and meddle in a situation. And I remember um, 
Martin says to, to Fraser, you know, when he's one, because, you know, Martin's been brought into the loop as well. And he says, just remember, Fraser, there's two marriages on the line here, you know, and, 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 and that's right. I mean, you know, Mel, you and I are both, you know, obviously we're due to get married. We're both believers in marriage, believers in fidelity. Um, and, and yet, you know, so, so we really are sort of torn between wanting to wish um, you know, and egg these people on because we felt for the last six years they've, you know, they should be together. Um, and yet, uh, you know, breaking up one existing marriage and uh, stopping the other marriage the eve of the wedding, or as indeed as happens on the wedding day. So that's your dish ran away with a spoon, parts one and two, or whatever they're called, uh, as, 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 an, as a fave, fave episode, or two fave episodes with moon dance. Yes. Uh, probably the dish ran away with the spoon takes it. Right. Um, but yeah, my two favourites. How about you, Stefan? I've been thinking about this, and I think some of my favourite Frasier episodes are the ones which are um, sort of totally over the top and farcical. Okay. Uh, I mean, Frasier did farce uh, really well. I wonder if um, I can guess them from that clue. Okay, go on then. Um, thinking about classic Frasier farce moments. Mm-hmm. Surely his theme tune. No. <laughs> on our show, on our show. I mean that. Yes. I mean, I. I don't know if that's fast per se, but it's. I. I. I mean, I do love that episode. There greatly. was a triangle, yeah. Stefan. There was Niles with a monologue halfway through. Oh no! I, mean, I know. I know. I mean, I'm sort of thinking of the more sort of you know classic sort of bedroom farces, running in and out of doors, and and you know. I mean, I'll, I'll move on to another one, uh, an example of that in a moment. But uh, but no, absolutely. The um, whatever, I can't remember what that episode's called. But yes, when he's got to each... Um, actually, we haven't talked about what Frasier's job is, actually. You know, we, I mean, I hope we've mentioned that he's a psychiatrist. I don't even think we have, actually. But, but he and Niles are trained psychiatrists. But whereas Niles is in formal pra- private practice, Frasier is, of course, a radio show psychiatrist. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, continually get jibes between the fact that Frasier is able to reach out to a much wider audience with his psychiatric expertise, trying to help a much wider number of people. Um, but Niles uh, criticises it as being the sort of fast food approach to psychiatry. Uh, you know, no depth uh, and no opportunity to sort of really get stuck in and help a patient and see them through, um, you know, their whole process. Um, uh, of course, uh, Niles makes a lot more money from that line of work. But then, of course, uh, this is the thing. Uh, this is a sitcom in which no one ever worries about money, ever. Uh, <laughs> except one, one episode, episode briefly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, no, so, so um, yes, Frasier has to, has to compose. Or rather, a theme song has to be composed for Frasier's show. But rather than just getting a little jingle, he hires a... Um, full orchestra to compose a, a, a mammoth piece with a spoken spoken word in the middle of the music and uh, as, as, as Kenny the station manager says you know people speaking German um, all I wanted was a little ditty uh, something to play in between the ads so uh, so that is a, a great episode but actually coming to my mind are some of the ones um, that sort of, I think the most lauded episode in terms of sheer comical farce is the ski lodge um all the characters go away to a, a, a ski lodge and there's a guest character um, i'm afraid i can't i have no idea what the actor's name is uh, but he plays the french skiing instructor guy and um 
in classic fast fashion, everything's misconstrued and um, this ski instructor happens to be gay and assumes Niles is gay. And so he's after Niles. Niles is after Daphne. Uh, Daphne has brought a rather buxom blonde friend along um, who is interested in Niles, but Niles is interested in Daphne. Meanwhile, Frasier is interested in... Um, said blonde. Said blonde. Ah, oh, name. Um, no, can't remember. Um, and Daphne's interested in a ski instructor who's interested in Niles. Uh, and, and Martin's um, gone temporarily deaf, and so, you know, is, is sort of oblivious to all of this, but then will occasionally throw in lines that are, again, misinterpreted. Uh, and it, it's, it's just a classic bedroom farce, and it's fantastic. That's one of my uh, I feel there's quite episodes. a few episodes where there's a... The, the humour comes from, you know, almost in a Shakespearean comedy sense... Um, fast and, and people misconstruing people, yeah, what who people are or who's interested in who mm, no definitely almost like a Midsummer Night's Dream well actually that, I mean that episode I mean, very much that way uh, the one I just mentioned because you've got a sort of chain of uh, in, in, in Midsummer Night's Dream four people in in, uh, in the ski lodge even more all of whom are chasing the wrong person mm. uh, and it's um and actually it ends with, with Frasier, who has been chasing after the blonde woman, uh, but unlike everyone else, has not had anyone reciprocating. Uh, and so he says, um, let me, at the end of the episode, let me just get one thing straight. All the, uh, something like, all the passion, all the hormones, all the lust coursing through this place tonight. And no one was chasing me. Very... Uh, very good episode. Just um, to sort of round things off then, we've talked about favourite episodes. Um, how we talked about classic moments. Classic moments. Um, do you have a favourite supporting character? You know, we've got Does the... Bulldog count as a supporting character or are we talking about recurring characters? Well, I mean, I mean, well, Bulldog very much is a recurring character, isn't he? He's, he's, he appears in a large number of episodes in the sort of first half of Frasier, and then um, in Universe, the character is sacked from his show and, uh, and then only appears a couple of times later on. Um, but I, I think he's a perfect example. I love Bulldog. I actually think Bulldog is probably my favourite recurring character as well. Um, just, you know, nothing but testosterone. Yeah. Uh, and that's all, you know, shock jock, sports commentator, um, you know, just a, a really fun character who sort of um, almost steals every scene he's in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see people actually fundamentally not liking him uh, because I think he's a bit of a Marmite, you know, love I him or leave him. they, uh, as with Marmite, there's enough small doses of Bulldog to really like him as a character. Mm-hmm. And not too much to be over the top. Sure. You can take him in small doses and just enough to set the other characters off. I think since you've gone with Bulldog, who I probably would have my first choice. Sorry. I think I'm, No, no, not at all. I, I, I thought one of us would go there. Um, I think I'm going to say Kenny, actually. Kenny's great. Um, so Kenny, the station manager. He's so um, lovable. He's so lovable again. And, and um, I think appears in Frasier roughly... He, uh, the show throughout the show there are several station managers who come and go some you see for one episode some you never see all managers of KACL uh, but then Tom 
McGowan, I think is the actor's name. Um, uh, as as Kenny um, is there for a few seasons in the sort of latter run of the show, uh, and just um, you know, really lovable character, a funny character. Um, although actually, I I've thought of someone who I think beats all of them for me. Can you guess who? As a as a character who we see maybe half a dozen times throughout the show. Oh, I've got it. Is it young Edmund dropping some amendments along no, the way? No, no, it is not. Um, oh, Simon. Simon. <laughs> now you on. really like okay, uh, Daphne's brother Simon, Simon the uh, the the guy Do with the worst see Cockney accent. The pain on Fraser's face whenever he comes to visit. And how much Martin loves him. I oh. know, I know, I know. No, I mean, Simon. Uh, but all of this about Daphne's brothers and, the, you know, the, the sort of absolute, like, you know, sort of football hooligans and all this sort of thing. Oh, of it, it, I mean, it is, it is funny, especially in the sort of the final episodes when uh, three or four of them turn up, uh, including uh, the brilliant um, Robbie Coltrane playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, you know, terrible... Um, insult to the acting that, that he did actually us us uh, imitating him right then but but, but uh, um no actually i was um i was going to say um the the, the wonderful maleficent bb glazer um Frasier's, oh, BB. Frasier's agent um who's just uh you know is is, is, is hinted the hinted several times to be the devil in disguise and uh, you know any episode um, with the character of BB in is is just great. Uh, often presenting Fraser with moral quandaries because mm. he's someone who has a, a you know, pretty high moral code. Um, all and the main yet characters can do. be tempted. Oh yes, by he the can slide. Itself. He can certainly slide. And um, you know, I mean, Fraser's great flaw, of course, is that he will do anything for for fame, mm. for fame and glory. Um, Something which Niles um, gives him a lot of grief for until the same things are waved at him. And then we find that Niles, uh, if he had been given the same opportunities, would probably have gone exactly the same way. Uh, that's the thing. There are two characters who are so similar um, and yet uh, uh, they don't... It's not too much of a good thing because uh, there's just enough differences between them oh, yeah. for, for, for there to be conflict. Uh, but they also... Uh, enhance each other as as well. No, it's it's a it's a phenomenal show. Um, we haven't mentioned that you know the characters from Cheers appear occasionally. Um, Lilith, Fraser's ex-wife, um, most notably, more than mm. once. But then, Sam? I, I Sam Sam does. I think all of the characters. I think all the characters from Cheers appear eventually, with the exception of Kirstie Alley. Alley. Yeah. And everyone can remember the actress's name, and no one can remember the character. Oh, Rebecca, I think, was the name of the character she played. Um, but yeah, Kirsty Alley. Uh, and yet, you know, I, I don't. Mm. I think I don't feel this, their appearances added anything to the show, or it did. The show didn't rely on. Certainly their didn't rely on them. Not in the way um, that a it lot was a of nice. It was a nice. Do. Oh sure, it was a nice nod to the characters. But yeah. I, as someone who didn't watch Cheers growing up, definitely. Um, didn't latch on to it or understand it as much at the time um but they were great episodes in, the, in their own right yeah no definitely and um you know you're right it didn't rely upon them uh you didn't need to have seen cheers to have un- to understand the character of lilith and you know because she mm. appeared several times and, and and indeed their son frederick um occasionally uh but really the show stood very much on its its own cast 
the two brothers, the father, um, Daphne, uh, Martin's physical therapist, and later uh, wife of Niles, and, and Roz, um, Frazier's producer. A, a wonderful character. Again, we haven't really talked about Roz at all. Um, um, particularly the banter between her and Niles in the earlier seasons. In the earlier seasons when they really didn't like each other. And, uh, and actually, when you watch later ones, you f- and everyone's very friendly, you forget how hostile... Mm. Uh, they were at the beginning and there's just running joke that, that Roz is a complete um, oh. promiscuous lady yes yeah, so I, was, I was trying to think about the sort of you know what is the alternative of a womaniser like you know <laughs> fl- flipping the uh, genders over uh, well yes I suppose so although it feels very derogatory doesn't it but but, um, but yes yeah uh, uh, yes a promiscuous woman uh, and, and one very comfortable with um, uh, her sort of um Sexual, well, sexuality, sexuality and, uh, and sexual prowess yeah. um, and yet never made out to be you know, for, you know forgive the, the poor choice of words slutty or anything like that um, no I think she was a great uh, you have respect for oh, her oh certainly absolutely I think Love you know them. she's a great a great uh, character in the sense that you think uh, to see a woman as comfortable with um her sexual activity and sexuality on screen. Um, it's fantastic to see that in the 90s and for her to be completely comfortable with who she is and the relationships that she has. Um, so definitely um, a step in the right direction. Well, I think that will do for our, um, uh, our uh, rehash of all things Frasier. Well, we think that will do it for this uh, inaugural episode of Cutie and the Geek. I had fun, Meryl, did you? I had a great time talking about a great show. Excellent. Uh, Aware, of course, that for a show called Cutie and the Geek, um, I don't think what we talked about was particularly geeky, actually. Um, Frasier's pretty mainstream, I would say, wouldn't you? Um, I think so, and I think uh, we can definitely go geekier with our content, so do tune in next time to hear more about our favourite geek chic. Absolutely, and um, if you uh, have enjoyed this, then do please uh, like it, or thumbs up it, or uh, applaud it, or whatever it is uh, on the uh, machine through which you're listening. Uh, But thanks very much. Obviously, we're very much novices at this, so uh, hopefully we'll get better as time goes on. Uh, don't know when the next episode will be. We live quite hectic lives, but uh, if you like it, um, do you know find a way to thumbs up it and so forth. Uh, that'll encourage us to keep on giving things a go. Uh, so um, until next time, I'm Stefan and I'm Meryl, and we're saying get your geek on. Bye bye. <laughs>